including Canada and the United States, issued a warning to the Houthis, the Yemen-based rebel group backed by Iran behind those attacks on shipping in the Red Sea. The warning... The Houthis will bear the responsibility of the consequences should they continue to threaten lives, the global economy, and free flow of commerce in the region's artificial waterways. Critical waterways. My glasses need to be cleaned, rather. So what does it really mean? Are there really any teeth to this warning? Bill Raggio, senior fellow and editor of Foundation for Defense of Democracies, joining us this afternoon. Bill, thanks so much for your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So the warning came out this week. Have we seen any change when it comes to what the Houthis are doing within the Red Sea? No, we haven't. Um, uh, Within hours after issuing that statement, the Houthis issued a a, uh, rebuttal to that, said they would continue, uh, said they would continue to do this to support the um, Hamas and Israel because they're linking the two. And then there was an anti-ship ballistic missile attack on ships in the region. Nothing was struck. But um, it was a clear signal from the Houthis that it will be business as usual. So we're going to have to wait and see if there's any key to this statement, which, by the way, took a year, a month and a half and 25 strikes on on U.S. shipping, on international shipping. And none of those those numbers don't even include it. direct attacks on U.S. warships, a British warship and a French warship as well. So uh, it's it's amazing, a month and a half to actually issue a threat. And we'll see how serious this 13-nation coalition is. Uh, Bill, only for those of our listeners who, you know, it's been holidays, we haven't been paying as much attention to the news, and you mention a month and a half. But just to give a bit more background to the Houthis, you know, I, I touch on, on the fact that they are supported by Iran, they're a Yemen-backed rebel group. But what else do we know about them and the connection to what's going on in Gaza with this in the Red Sea? Yeah, the Houthis are a Shia, which is a sect of Islam, or Sunni and Shia, two major sects. Um, they've been around since the 1990s. Right now, they're the de facto government in Yemen. They contro- took control of the, of the capital of Sana'a and uh, several other major cities in northern and central Yemen. They are you know, they sprung up on their own, but the Iranians co-opted them, so they're allies of the Iranians. Part of their motto is death to Israel, death to the United States. They have great animosity towards the United States because the U.S. backed um, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates in fighting against the Houthis in the civil war, civil war, particularly in the mid 2010s, and. They have conducted attacks in the shipping in the past. Back in 2016, they were launching missiles and drones at shipping. The U.S. launched a limited operation, and that ultimately petered out. But the Houthis really do not like the United States um, and Israel particularly, and very much dislike the U.S. for getting involved in that civil war and supporting the Saudis. So back to my opening comment about this warning, and you say within hours there was a rebuttal from the Houthis, but is this an opportunity to to poke the U.S. and to almost bring them into uh, a bigger war, a bigger conflict? 
It is. The, the United States, the Biden administration has been very wary about expanding or this war expanding beyond Israel Hamas. But the reality is, is with militia attacks, these are the same militias in Iraq and Syria that are backed by Iran, um, that, have, that have U.S. fought when the U.S. was in Iraq up until 2011 and, and, and beyond. They're, they're attacking U.S. bases, over 115 attacks uh, since the Israel-Hamas war broke out. The Houthis are doing their part. They're well-positioned to attack on the sea. They, they're the only Shia militia that's backed by Iran that has anti-ship uh, ballistic missiles, anti-ship cruise missiles, um, and drones capable of hitting, hitting ships. So the U.S. doesn't want to escalate, but this war is escalating regardless. And the problem is the U.S. does not, this, in particular this administration, does not understand what deterrence means. And deterrence means when, if you make a threat, well, when your enemy attacks you, you have to hit them back, and you have to hit them back harder. But we've done just the opposite. For instance, in Iraq, we've been hit 115 times. The U.S. has launched seven counterstrikes <laughs> and keeps warning these militias and at the same time saying, but we don't want to escalate. The enemy, all they read is, well, A, they're not hitting us proportionally, and B, they don't want to escalate, so we'll just keep attacking. And that's what's happening here. The Biden administration is risking getting caught up in a bigger war if it doesn't respond. It's already there. The shipping has been shut down. U.S. warships have been attacked. Um, international trade is being impacted. This is the type of thing the United States and its allies should be able to easily handle. But instead, they've been so cautious that they've let the spiral out of control. My guest this afternoon is Bill Raggio, Senior Fellow Editor of Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Bill, I know I asked you to come on to talk about the situation with the Houthis in the Red Sea, but I, I can't stop and think that we're talking about uh, the Israel-Hamas war, uh, that the West and the U.S., as you mentioned, reluctant to go further with that, further with this. This even goes back to, we're coming up to the two-year anniversary of the Russian invading Ukraine and the West again reluctant to get into a, a war. It's, it's almost as if this could be dealt with quickly or am I ignorant in thinking that, that some of these conflicts could be dealt with much quicker than they are being dealt with? Yeah, I agree with you, The particularly with the issues in the Middle East. The, the main driver here is Iran. Iran has organized what it's called the axis of resistance. That includes the Houthis. That includes the militias in Iraq and Syria. That includes Hezbollah and Lebanon. That includes Hamas. If you want to nip this in the bud. If you want to get the Houthis to stop shipping, sink an Iranian ship that's providing intelligence to the Houthis and able for them to execute these attacks. The Iranians don't like it when their officers in the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps are killed. Ukraine's a lot more complicated, and that's an area where I actually urge caution, because unless the U.S., unless Europe is willing to commit forces on the ground, the... Um, there was very little they can do to affect it. People think that weapons win wars. Manpower and will wins wars. Weapons are a help 
But we could have provided all the weapons the Ukrainians wanted, and that offensive was still destined to fail because they need people to be, they need enough people to man them and train them. And we do have to risk getting into a direct conflict with Russia that has nuclear weapons. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be arming the Ukrainians, but maybe we should have been advising a more cautious defensive strategy. There's things that I would have done a lot differently. Um, and certainly don't want to rush to war with a former superpower mm -hmm. that possesses enough nuclear weapons to, you know, eliminate life on Earth. Uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, fair points for sure. Okay, let's finish off, though. So the warning has been issued. We've got uh, more than a dozen countries. The Houthis seem like they're snubbing their nose or flicking a finger. Uh, so where do we go from here, then, with, with the situation in the Red Sea? Yeah, and, you know, by the way, you 13 countries, think about that. International trade is being impacted. Where's France on this list? Where's China, whose trade is being flowing through the Red Sea? Where are all of the countries, the Indian, that it should be one, that everyone should want this to end? Because of international trade affects everyone, and the U.S. can only muster 13 countries to issue a warning. That is a red sign for me that this is not going to bode well, that as soon as the – that the use of forces issued, that number may be quartered or halved. The U.S. wants to do this as a coalition, but the reality is it's probably going to have to do it themselves. And this administration, based on the history of the immediate history that we've watched in Iraq, is going to do the bare minimum. And when you want to deter something, something the bare minimum is not enough. I suspect that this problem is going to last for quite a long time because the administration doesn't want to do what is necessary, which is target Houthi leaders, take out the launch sites, take out their drones and whatever helicopters and, and um, small ships that they're using to conduct these attacks. But target the Iranians, and, and you don't have to target Iran on its soil, you can if you want, but key Iranian installations that are being used to support this. That has to happen, and if this doesn't happen, the Houthis are going to drag this out, and the wow. Iranians, of course, will win. It'll be an interesting 2024. Bill, thanks so much for perspective on this one. It certainly will be interesting. Thank you very much for having me. Bill Raggio, Senior Fellow, Editor of Foundation for Defense of Democracies.